and ask Jesus what to paint. But yep. So, and you know, we might try some soaking at the back. For anyone who doesn't know what soaking is, it's basically just laying down or sitting down, quieting yourself, and listening to what Jesus wants to say to you. And sometimes we'll start earlier and bring them all in there and do some worship with them. So that's something um, that we're probably going to start even next week, right? Yeah. So. One of the most important things that kids can see is adults who have a real relationship with God. And, you know, we can... One of my mentors said to me a couple years ago when I wasn't regularly attending church, he said, I know that you love God, and I know that your church attendance is, your lack of church attendance is because you're desperately pursuing what God has put in your heart regarding church, and you just can't bring yourself to be somewhere where you're not called to be. I understand that. But your children don't understand that. Your children don't see your quiet, internal, private, spiritual life, as true and as sustaining as it may be for you, it's a lot simpler for them. If they can see it, if they can see you living it out, it's real. If they can't, it's not real. And so that puts a certain challenge on us, I think, to be vulnerable and transparent and to be active and living out our spiritual life. Hey, there, is that Emily? Hey, Emily. That's this is Emily over here. She's an amazing woman of God and is my, one of my mother's best friends in the world. My mother lives in New Zealand, so cool connection. Um, so one of the things that we're going to... Now, a lot of you aren't parents, so I'm not speaking to you at this moment. If you are a parent, then I'm speaking to you in this moment. We're going to be inviting you some weeks to keep your kids with you at your chairs and worship together. We were not going to have those craft tables up every Sunday. Some Sundays we will do that still. Some, some Sundays, like Maya said, we'll do prophetic painting. Other times we'll do kid-friendly songs. But we really want to try and get the kids involved in every aspect of our church life, and that includes worship. Uh, so we'll be doing different things. We're going to try a few different things out and see how it goes, and then we'll try and settle into a rhythm. Uh, but that's where we're going. So we will take the children with us now over there. So you may all do your adult things. <laughs> if you're a parent, please come and sign them in. Thank you, guys. Please pray for all of us uh, and for the kids. We really love your support. Awesome. Yeah, we just bless the, these leaders and all the, the volunteers that help out with kids' ministry. Uh, and we just bless these kids tonight. All right. Everybody's doing well? We're good? All right, Garland and Kari, we're going to bring them up. They've been... Um, helping us out ever since the beginning of these two years, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, two weeks before the opening. So just a quick story. Um, we were meeting in a different building at the time, and I was speaking, and Garland was sitting in the middle of the back row, and um, I was speaking a message, and I just saw him looking at me with this really, like, stern face, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, this guy is not liking any word that I'm saying right now. <laughs> This sermon's going really, really bad. I was just like, God, like, let's speed up time here because like, this guy is just going to like, lay it into me afterwards or something like that. Meanwhile, I shared this like, down the road with him, and he's like, oh, no, I loved it. You know, I was just thinking, right? I was just like, it was good. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the first few times I met Garland. I was just like, oh, boy. So I, I still laugh about it today. Okay, well, I thought we'd continue with a little bit Garland bashing here, because, <laughs> because we were, we were uh, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, 
uh, we were told that each couple has about 10 minutes. So I figured, since Garland always is so brief, I'll take most of that time. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am laughing. Maybe people didn't uh, understand this, but uh, at least in our, in our family, Garland tends to be like to talk. And I have to say, too, though, as a wife, God has given him a lot to say. So listen to him. Uh, when I prayed about this, well, for one thing, I had all this written out at home, what I felt God was saying to us about the church but this year, and of course, I, I forgot my notes at home. So, but I tried to write down what I remembered, and I just have to trust that God will give me what he wants to say. I feel that this church has a double life. On one hand, the church is taking care of us, taking care of the body, helping us grow, and so forth. And we have a wonderful Sunday morning uh, service. We have wonderful worship. But on the other hand, we have another life as this church, and that is setting the captives free. That is reaching the brokenhearted. And that is, I think both of them is as important, but I felt God say, that is warfare. That is you taking the enemy's territory, and that's something that's written on this church. Uh, another thing I felt God said is written over this church is the word compassion. And uh, I felt, and compassion goes to the brokenhearted. Compassion goes to us. Uh, I mean, all compassion starts with God, obviously. Uh, but I sense he. I sensed uh, he wanted to say that it's threefolded. Uh, it's compassion to God, uh, our worship, our adoration to him. That is something that is on this church. That is this church DNA. This is, I believe this church in the year to come or the years to come is going places in worship that we didn't, couldn't imagine. Like amazing places in worship. And, and we are going to, all of us, if we want to, have a chance to get our personal life so much more in touch with God than we ever have experienced before. Um, I, I really believe that that's just on this church. Um, the second one is about our healing. It's like compassion from God to us. He wants us to get healed up. He wants to see us in our destiny. He wants to see us growing into more of a relationship with him. But I do believe the second mandate on this church is for everyone to get inner healing, being physically healed. What I felt sensed more than and, uh, uh, physically healed was the inner healing and that just be healed up spiritually and, and um, mentally and we as a church has resources, and I believe God is going to bring us more resources for that. I felt that was the second thing he said. Um, but also physical healing, definitely. And the third one was compassion towards the brokenhearted. Sometimes we will say, yeah, God heals us up so we can go. So we can go to missions, so we can, so we can serve him. I don't believe that. 
I believe God heals us up for us because he loves us so much. I really believe it's a person was in prison, got to know Jesus, was in a solitary cell for the rest of his life. God knows he was going to die there. God wouldn't say, oh, I don't need to heal him up. God would come and heal that person up as much as he could because God is compassionate. But what will happen, and God knows that, is that as soon as we get more healed up, the more we get healed up, the more we are able to reach those that need it. So, so um, I really feel that that's the three things. Uh, that's the three things God put on my heart to say and bless this church with is the word compassion and, and um, it's in the church for us to be healed up. It's to fo totally fall in love with him and out of those two things be able to reach the brokenhearted. And, and it really is warful. It really is taking the enemy's territory. Um. Yeah, so we're here to, you know, cast vision for what we believe God is saying and doing in the future and in this, especially this uh, coming year. But as I was preparing and praying, and I got a word for somebody, for Tim and Lorelei and Ariel. And only Lorelei is here right now. But I'm still going to proclaim this over your family. I've just God just interrupted me and he just really... Uh, very clearly put this on my heart for you. You've been so faithful in um, all that he's called you to do. And so I believe you're entering into a season of promotion from the Lord. It's going to start with the visitation of Jesus Christ in your home. That there's going to be, like he's going to invade it. There's going to be an, a, a change of atmosphere. He's there. You love him. That's a given. But there's a special place in his heart. He wants to come and spend time in your house. He wants to come and spend time with your family. He's got you marked. He's got you chosen. He's got you picked out for, for things that, that you've already been doing, but it's going to be elevated far beyond what you've been doing. I should put my glasses on. He's going to expand your understanding of grace and the grace that's available to you. Grace is not simply not getting hit or just having peace to be able to grow. Grace is the power of God that raised Christ from the dead. Grace is power. And so there's a grace coming that, um, that's going to elevate you, empower you. You've been faithful in what he's given you. You will enter into the joy of your master and a new level of spiritual authority and the greater works. So you've, done, you've been very faithful in mercy ministry, and he's going to bring that up a level, but you're also going to be able to start to see more supernatural involved in your ministry. Okay, so that's for your family. And for this family, you're just a beautiful group of people, like just a very, very beautiful group of people. <clears throat> Within the year, we will have outgrown this space. 
Within the year, we will have outgrown this space. We might still be here, but it's going to be awfully cramped because we won't fit. So I, I, the first thing I, I saw is maybe some satellite places where we would go, where we would have ministry that takes place from as we still gather here. I don't know. All I know is that there's going to be uh, incredible growth this year. Yeah. And uh, for Melissa in worship, I wasn't seeking God about this. I, that's your deal. <laughs> but I got a word from God that we're going to turn a corner. I have no interpretation. <laughs> and no understanding at all. But you'll see it when you see it. You'll, you'll know what it is. We're going to turn a corner. It's not going to look like it did before. It, it's, even where you thought we were going, it's going to be a different direction. Okay, Jesus is doing stuff. When I first started to pray, I saw Jesus standing on the, the, the shore casting a net. But the, the picture changed quickly to the boys in the boat after he had gone away, and they were um, fishing all night and caught nothing. These were the guys that had been, you know, every demon obeyed them. Everybody they prayed for was getting healed. They were walking in the power of the Spirit with Jesus Christ, and now they've gone fishing. There is a drawing back, much like when there's a tsunami coming, the water first draws back, and then it comes in far, far greater power. So, there is going to be a, an increase in effective evangelism. That's Jesus casting the net, right? He is going to bring, bring new souls in. This is not going to be a, a church full of people that left other churches. It's going to be newbies. It's going to be babies, you know? And God's doing a, a great work to bring a lot of people through inner healing so that they can be moms and dads. Because if you're not healed up, if you still got religion and stuff on you, we just need to, you just need some tender, loving care, <laughs> okay? We just need to lay down together and look at the, the sky and the green grass and talk about Jesus and get healed up so that when they come in, they run, into, they run smack dab into love, right? Smack dab into love. They don't run into, am I good enough, rules, regulations, whatever. The other thing with that vision was that the, the guys that were casting their nets all night, working hard, caught nothing. And Jesus said, we're going to do things a different way. Cast your nets on the other side. The things that are common and normal that work with evangelism, I don't think are going to work with us because God's going to birth things that are far more effective. It could be that we're going and, and helping single moms in their homes. It could be Whatever, but I think this compassion thing Kari's talking about is so in there. It is so Jesus' heart. It's not, an act, it's not an activity that makes me feel good about me as a Christian. It's really Jesus' heart. He's going to bring them in. And, you know, I can't talk about this church without talking about the region. All of us have jurisdictions, right? And I have a jurisdiction that, that is this region. It can't allow, allow me to just speak here because what's happening here is so vital for what's happening in this area. Yeah, so what worked won't work in the future. We must do what he says. We must settle it in our hearts 
that we will obey him before we hear what he asks us to do, right? You've got to settle it in your heart. No matter what it is, Jesus, I'm going to do what you ask me to do because that's the only people he's going to tell. Why would I tell you what I want you to do if I know you're not going to do it? And when we don't know what it is, it's easier to say yes. <laughs> so just, yeah, I consecrate myself completely, Lord God. Take me, do whatever you want with me. Do what you want with my life, and then he will. If we cry out to the author of our faith to bring us to that place of abandoning our own agenda to receive and carry out his agenda, he will do it. So it's about what Jesus is doing. It's what his agenda is. This starts and ends with prayer. There is coming a purging, a pruning, and a purification. He's going to burn off the dross in, in, in a lot of our lives. Evangelism, this casting of the nets, this great harvest coming in, it's going to happen partially, like I said, new ways, things we don't understand, but the the causation is going to be an old thing. God is going to raise up intercessors. God's going to raise up people that love the joy and the strength that they feel by going without food and sleep in order to pray. The privilege of calling in the people that are lost becomes such a joy and such a strength that in order to eat, I would have to stop praying, therefore I'm not eating. It's not a conscious religious fast. I just stop eating because I can't take the time away from prayer. I, I'm not sleeping tonight because I don't want to stop praying. This is a supernatural thing that God will put on people, and he's going to raise up intercessors in this region so that we can have a huge harvest. I, I volunteer personally. I would love it, you know, but you can't, you can't just do that. That takes God. So the first thing we can do, if you want to be one of those intercessors, is cry out to God, make me an intercessor. You know, the kingdom stuff is, is pretty easy. If you're feeling that it's tough and you're scared and afraid to do it, most of the time it's because it's really somebody else pushing you to do it, not the Holy Spirit. Sorry if I'm taking too much time here. I'll be quick as I can. We're almost done. Yeah, it's kind of rep repeat, you know, repeating, but there's a coming revival. The effects will not be anything like what we've seen. Yeah. The prayers ascending from the lips of his intercessors. Everything that God, everything good that happens in the earth is the fruit of asking. Everything. According to his will and giving the author of our faith no rest until he gives it to us. And we will know that it is accomplished in our spirit. That kind of praying where he gives us no rest and we give him no rest until we've secured the answer of souls coming into the kingdom of God. There's also coming a whole new wave of the Holy Spirit. There's ways that, that we know the Holy Spirit, love the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, enjoy the Holy Spirit. This is way beyond tongues. 
There's going to be a revelation and a visitation of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit, that third person of the Godhead, is going to be exalted. We've been, you know, there's been the, the, the Jesus movement and there's been the Father's heart. There's coming a season of, of reverence, of, of familiarity with the Holy Spirit, like your best friend, like he's close to you, where the manifestations of the Spirit take place, where transformation takes place. Those that have will want and receive more of the Holy Spirit. Those that don't have can receive the Holy Spirit. So that's it. So just get ready. I mean, it's going to be a party. Thank you, guys. Can't bring Melissa up. Uh, so Garland and Kari, again, like they're heading up our prophetic uh, ministry. And we're going to be we're going to be meeting at their house next Sunday evening. So it was supposed to be tonight. So we're pushing it to next week. OK. Uh, and if you have a heart to, to get deeper into that gifting, uh, come talk to these amazing people. OK. Uh, so we're going to pass over to Melissa, who's been our worship leader for the last two years. Eh? All right. Hi, guys. OK. I mean, I I have so much vision for worship, but honestly, I it's so simple, right? I mean, I feel like I have the easiest job here in the way that worship should be simple, and it should be just us laying ourselves before the Lord and just saying, have it all, right? Just have me, even, even those parts of me that don't want to say, have me. <laughs> you know, even the parts of me that still maybe don't trust you quite yet. Worship is getting so in the presence of God that your heart is praying, God, I worship you, I praise you, I want you, and I want myself to trust you and want more of you, you know? Um, I was thinking about how praise is our weapon. Did you know that? Praise is an actual weapon in the spirit. And um, I, I'm sure some of you know this, but the, uh, the devil, his job was worship. His, he was musical, that's what his job was. And then his job got taken away for obvious reasons because he, because he wanted all the praise. He wanted it, right? <clears throat> Now, you think when you, when you leave a job, you don't want that job to be filled, or what he wanted was, you know, the praise to get to him. You don't want that, that, that hole, you're like, great. He's like, you have left this big hole, you know, this, this praise need, but the sons and daughters of God have risen up, and we have, we have sung loud praises to God, and we've filled that up even more, right? I feel like, can you just imagine the enemy and the jealousy and the just resentment he must feel towards the children of God for basically taking his job and being awesome at it. <laughs> um, and so, but what I'm saying is every time we praise God and, and lift him up, we are literally like, it's like taking a, you know, a, a side hook, is that even how you say it, to the enemy's plans, right? It's like, whoop, there you go, too bad for that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Every time we worship, we bring praise. It's another death blow to the enemy. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, and it's not just praise when you feel like it. It's just choosing to praise in your life and praise when you come to church. I saw this really funny meme. Some of, some of you might have seen it. And it was a church in the Philippines. And they were in a church and the water was like up to here on them. And it said above it, they're like, you can't sing to that song because it, you're so over it. And these people are worshiping during a flood. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> and I just thought that was funny. Um, 
so my vision, my heart for worship, and I feel like we're already getting there, but um, it's just more and more levels, is that we would come hungry for God. That And hungry is not about being happy. Um, don't get me wrong. And that we would be so hungry for God that you come in sad and it makes you hungry for God. You come in broken, it makes you hungry for God. You come in joyful, it makes you hungry for God. Whatever place you're in, it makes you hungry for God. And so my passion is that through worship, we would grow a hunger for God. And what attracts the presence of God more than hunger for God? Am I right? Like when we come in and we're hungry for him, we want him, it's like he can't help it. He's like, ah, my kids. And he just, his power and his glory comes. And so my heart is that we would be a church full of hunger. We would never mellow out. We would always be hungry. We'd always come expecting the presence of God. And so that the presence of God would like linger here and stay here, that people would feel it out there. And the presence of God would be so hot, would be so thick here that people would start getting delivered from sicknesses, that they would get healed of mental illness, healed of their physical ailments. That is truly my passion when it comes into worship, that the presence of God would come that tangible, that those hearts that were hard would have to be soft. It's like you either come in here and you're like, I have to give it all to God, or you're running away because you're like, I don't know what that is. Like that's how much I want the presence of God. So that's my vision for worship <laughs> and that's pretty much it and I don't I, I love Bethel and we get all our stuff from all these other churches but I want to say church we do this stuff but we choose to not do it necessarily their way because we just want to bring honest real worship here t- to this church and we want it, it to be so real <laughs> um, we want it to be so real that sometimes we can't sing And if you've noticed, we've been having more and more of that, where it's like, I can't even sing anymore. I just need to let God do his thing. I need to be quiet right now. Because it's not about singing. It's not about uh, Christian karaoke, as Andy calls it. Thank you, Andy. I'm using that all the time now. (laughs) It's not about that, right? We're not coming to do that. Um, The songs help. But I want it to be so thick that sometimes you can't, you just can't sing. All you can do is just be under the presence. (laughs) That's it. Love you guys. So good. Jonathan Puddle, who is up here um, with the kids ministry, he does all of our recording for us, right? And he was kind of joking around with me a few weeks ago that anytime I speak, I'm like, oh, I'm a mess. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm trying not to cry because I'm just like, God's just so good. And I'm just, I'm mush right now. I don't even know what to say. I'm just, I love being vulnerable. I mean, I love to be vulnerable up here. And it's just, it's been two years of absolutely just seeing God do amazing things week after week, day after day. And it's, you know, I think as like, I'm just, I'm just me, right? And we just answered a calling over our lives. And I'm just mush today, guys. And like, yeah. So if words don't flow to my mouth, I'm blaming on God because I'm just a wreck. Um, but honestly, though, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, Amy and I went to school in ministry, right? We've, we've shared that many times. Um, but we went to Iceland. Davey, he went to Iceland with us. We were leading a team there. And it was such a hard outreach. And we came back from that outreach. And I was just like, God, like, I just felt disappointment that the, the people on my team, the students on my team, like, they didn't really encounter God. They didn't have this amazing breakthrough, I felt, right? And so when you're at the school, 
uh, every team comes up and shares their outreach and what God did. And I was just like, I felt just like defeated that nobody's going to have anything amazing to say. And we stood here just like today and just like you heard these amazing testimonies after an amazing testimony of just what God was doing. And it's just that's how I feel right now. It was just like, you know, having the puddles come up, having Garland and Kari and Melissa, hearing so many testimonies week after week, what God's doing in people's lives. It's just like, no matter how hard things get in our lives, it's just like, God is so good, you know? And it's just like, I would love to stand up here and say, every day was an easy day, right? Answering the calling of planting a church was simple. It's like the greatest day of my life, um, you know? But it's, it's like, there's been struggles, right? And there's been a lot of tears. There's been like, oh my goodness. But it's just like, again, we just come back to this place where God is so good. And we're like just so excited every single Sunday to see everybody here. And, you know, it's just like hearing what God's doing in people's lives. It just <laughs> takes away all those burdens, you know, of just the goodness. So. Hmm. Yeah, I was going through some of my journals and stuff about what God said he would do when we said yes to the call of God. And God was reminding me of that. And I had this picture of a river. And it was just a small little river. And the river of God began to increase and increase and increase. And God said, you guys go and I'm going to bring my river like never before. And I just really feel like what Melissa's been saying and Garland and Kari and just pressing in and pressing in. And we will turn that corner and we're going to see something new. And I just really have that expectation and that feeling of like something big is coming and I want to be in a place where I am just so close to God and it just, I get swept away in it, you know? And uh, I had this vision of all of these people with white pants and I couldn't see any of their faces but everyone had a different color of shirt on and I said, God, what does that mean? And he said, you're all unified with the white pants but you're all unique and have a different calling in my body. And I saw all of these people jumping in the river together and things being washed off their backs like burdens and different things. And God was just like sweeping us away. And I was reminded that um, Ivan and Isabel, they're these amazing prophets um, that came to our school of ministry. And they prophesied over Adam and I. And they said, in the future, we feel like God is going to bring you to such a place with like fishing for the kingdom that there's going to literally be fish jumping into your boat and I just really have that sense, as Garland was saying, fishing, all of a sudden God reminded me of Ivan and Isabel's word, and God was like, I want you to share that tonight. And so I just really feel like God is like, as we press in, as we get hungry, as we go after him, we're literally going to be having fish jump into our boats. I really feel like that. And um, last night as we were praying, I just had this vision, and, and I keep having it, but it was each of us had this fire in us, and I saw God just fanning the flames and fanning the flames, and we became so on fire that literally we were, we were you know, bringing fire everywhere that we went, and it, it just went out from this place, and that's so God's heart, and that's what our heart is for this place. And, you know, there were so many times we're like, God, are we meant to do this? But we were like, we want a place and a church where Holy Spirit is head, where Holy Spirit has his way, and we say, whatever you want, we say yes. We're not going to control you. And so Adam and I always err on the side of freedom. 
You know, sometimes the kids are loud and stuff, but we're always wanting to err on the side of freedom. Freedom, 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 and not control. And that's our heart. And we're not about us. We're about, it's a team. We're a body. And we're all going to do this together. And every single one of you is valuable and has an amazing part in this. And we're really excited about this two-year anniversary and what God's done already and what he's going to do. And I had this picture of, um, I've had this quite a few times, but I keep seeing us at the top of a roller coaster. And God keeps saying, I'm preparing the ground. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So I'm really excited about that. So we just want to pray over you guys, and then we're going to have a time of celebration and worship and just go for it. I mean, I I want to see some balloons popping high, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Father, we just thank you so much for calling us. We thank you so much for planting this church. We thank you so much for this region and your heart to just love on your people. God, I just pray that you would give each and every one of us a vision from heaven. We pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth here as it is in heaven. We want to see your kingdom move in our lives. God, I just pray that each one of us would not be spectators, but every single one of us would feel that value, would feel that they have the call of God on their lives, every single one of them, and that we would see mountains be moved because of our faith in yeah. Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yeah, and just before we go into worship, um, God has given me this word over and over again since January. I just said we're going to be so rooted in his presence. You know, not to continue to go over what everybody's saying about being hungry. That's a huge part. Uh, but God was specifically telling me that we're just going to be so rooted in his presence. And that everything we do flows out of that place of just being rooted. And, you know, we're it's going to be a church of revival. But even more importantly, we're going to be a church of just going after his presence, of being rooted in his presence. Um, I love trees. And I just kept seeing those tree roots just going so deep. And I just saw them spreading out throughout the Tri-Cities. And, you know, things are going to try to knock those trees down, right? But your roots are going to go so deep into the Father's presence that there is just no movement from that tree. And it is a healthy, beautiful tree. Uh, So, Father, we just bless these roots to continue to go down deeper and deeper and deeper, Father. God, we just pray for just a year of just falling more in love with you. God, that we would just constantly, every single day, just be mush in your arms, Father. God, that every single day, Father, we would come to you and just surrender to you. So we just pray just tonight. I'm just going to ask you guys all to stand up now. And we're just going to go into worship. But Father, just just bless each and every one here, Father. And again, guys, you just have the freedom to move around, to dance tonight. You know, we just want to celebrate with the Lord tonight.